Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I am your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? You know, it is a day and we're recording the podcast and you always ask me this question, Luke, and I don't know what to say. And you're never prepared. No. <laughs> so but, so my answer to what's up is good. How are you? Yeah, great. And, uh, and also with you. Uh, you know, we're entering, we're in spring now, and yes. that's a time for like rebirth, renewals firsts but to have firsts you must also have lasts and that's what we're talking about today must you i don't know (laughs) (laughs) my brain is fried (laughs) from work this week and so i'm just coasting man um but yeah i think lasts and firsts they go hand in hand and so this was your idea kev i think it was a great idea we wanted to put together uh, a playlist of best last albums, yeah. and we each selected five. And I think this is a damn good playlist. Uh, in the past, we haven't always like listened to the playlist beforehand, so I didn't always know what your songs were. Uh, but I listened to this one, and the songs flow great, and you had some great picks. Thank so you. let's you get did into too. them. Thank you. Why don't uh, Why don't you start it off? Because I my last one is the album that prompted this list. So we'll end okay. with the beginning, just like how starts must have ends. End with the beginning. All right. Well, I'll give you my first one, and you messaged me being like, "Are you doing deaths or breakups?" Because <laughs> that's where last albums come from. Yeah. <laughs> um. And although. I guess sometimes breakups aren't necessarily breakups. They're just sort of like, I'm going to stop doing this and we'll get some of those too. I'll talk about it. Oh yeah. Um, but my first one is, uh, sadly a death, but I am always happy when I'm just reminded of this artist's music and I can revisit it, uh, because I actually didn't get into them until after they passed away. This is Richard Swift. Um, You may recognize this curly-haired gentleman. Uh, I actually played a song from this album, The Hex. Or I guess I should say the song I picked. Um, I picked the song Broken Finger Blues from The Hex, which uh, was the album that came out right after he passed. It was the last one he was working on before he passed. And he uh, did pass away really young. And he had just an amazing career the people he worked for are or worked with are insane. The likes of The Shins, Damien Gerardo, David Bazan of Pedro the Lion, Foxygen, Jesse Balin, Nathaniel Ratliff, Lucius, Lonnie Holly, The Minor Birds, Fleet Foxes, Stereo Lab, Guster. Um, so he just wow. has an incredible career. Yeah. And you listen to his um solo work, which I feel like is very underrated because he had his main career sort of as a producer, and so he this was just his artistic expression, and his work is just so incredible. A lot of, like, Beatles-influenced uh, type stuff, but then 
the hex he really just was i feel like expanding as a producer and it's just like really cool like well-produced like indie rock indie pop like brings in some soul and blues and rock and it's all just so great um so yeah i picked broken finger blues amazing song from his last album and i may talk about him later during our comfort albums Ooh, i uh, i wasn't so familiar with this like i listened to the song and it's amazing so i i've liked the album i want to go yeah uh, listen you'll to dig it. it yeah my first pick i guess you know a lot of groups may have a last album like i mean even in this list this may happen where it's the last album for quite a while and then suddenly there is a comeback yeah and that's a risky proposition and this group did it after 18 years and that is a tribe called quest with their most recent release we got it from here thank you for your service which was released just after the death of Fife Dog, one of the founding members and core yeah. core elements of the group. And pff, might be their best. It's pretty good. Like it's It's amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing double album. It's it's you know, it came out in twenty sixteen, which was such a tumultuous time, and it mm-hmm. felt like such a product of its time and also like a beckon to the past. To yeah. when like ATCQ was putting out like the best albums in alternative hip hop, and I like I doubt there will ever be another album from them. And this is such a fantastic note to go out on if they yeah. do in fact choose to do that. Well, that's what I was gonna say is I don't even know if this is their last one. So far, it is, but we don't know. Maybe they'll do another reunion. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's tough because like Fife Dog was featured prominently on this album and like suddenly passed away and they were able to finish it yeah so i don't i don't know if if the other if q-tip and the other guys like want to make a right album that doesn't have any fife dog on it i don't know i'm not a member of a yeah. tribe called quest i don't think anything's been more obvious and you picked the song the space program which is so amazing yeah. i listened to it just phenomenal and uh i love q-tips verse on it and q-tip you know was on jack white's new album and that's like uh i did hear that album at a friend's house just she had it playing and so i heard most of it and that's the only song i really like q-tip's the best thing that album has going for it um but there were some other ones that were pretty good it's just not my thing totally but there will be a connection between q-tip and jack white as we may talk about jack white later yeah i'll dive into it when i plan to yeah Luke, I, uh, I'll tee you up in that I'm not surprised that this uh, genre appeared as a selection from you. Yeah, because it's folky, you mean? Yes. Yeah, and I got a couple that are kind of folky. Uh, this was one I just discovered last year when I went on a full, you know, I'm a huge fan of Judy Sill, and I was trying to find similar artists like her that I'd never heard of from, like, the 70s, uh, and... I stumbled upon Karen Dalton's album in my own time. And she only had two albums in the seventies and she passed away when she was like 50 and she gave up music. She just had these two albums and left. And uh, so her story is kind of like sad and heartbreaking, but also it's like, that's 
a reality that it's like a lot of people give us up, go do a normal job, you know, and you don't know. You could be walking past someone who's a fucking incredible artist on the street every day and you don't know. And um, so she's just got this like unique voice. And I think she smoked a lot because there's a lot of pictures of her smoking. And so she's just got this like really interesting. I feel like some people could find it grating. I think it's beautiful just this kind of like hard and little raspy voice. And I picked the song, are you leaving for the country? Which is just a slow acoustic plotting, like folk song, uh, but just some beautiful vocals from Karen. And uh, yeah, she gave it up after this album and it's a perfect, like just being called in my own time. And it's just like a beautiful album cover. It feels like a fitting uh, send off. Yeah, absolutely. I this is the one we spoke about in advance because you asked if I was going to take it, and I think if I didn't, you would have. Yeah, and I truly the most incredible final album I think an artist has ever done. It's in the conversation at least, but that's the gold standard. Yeah, it's, it's Black Star by David Bowie, which More like the Black Standard, which came out what two days after he passed away. It was yeah. something. I mean, it was it was nearly. It was the week. Like, yeah, he exactly. Planned it. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, just the uh, the song I chose, Lazarus, starts off with like just the haunting line of "Look up here, I'm in heaven," and like, yeah, I only only David Bowie would like create an album that was due to come out immediately after he died and speak, you know. From the great beyond yeah. to the listener, like a literal Lazarus. You know yeah, the story, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and but like it's also just like a very good album. I mean, it's yeah. Bowie. Well, I'm like Lazarus is very sexy, so I'm not surprised you picked that one. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, but like into the mid 2010s is still doing amazing music, and like yeah. you're a bigger David Bowie fan than I am. I, I won't oh, even really? try to. Ha- oh, I. I love David because I do love him. Yeah. No, no, no. But you like love love David yeah. Bowie. Um, I I can't hang with you on like the the passion, but this is a great album. It's it's a I mean, it's it's kind of like a drive called Quest, where it's like a fantastic piece of modern music that also like harkens back to the past and like previous yeah. styles that an artist has lived in. So yeah. Oh, the, I forgot he even had the next day in 2013. That album was great too. That album was great, yeah. Um, just he was killing it. You know, end. you know what's it's kind of fucked up though. Um, I was looking, at, I clicked on David Bowie's like Spotify, and I clicked mm-hmm. albums, and you know how many projects I had to scroll past to find Black Star. I counted. Yeah. Uh, nineteen. I'm okay with it because they did the same thing with Prince, where they had like most of his career on there and then a couple years ago they just dropped like 20 more albums and uh so it's like when the artist is dead just give it all to us just unlock the vault dump it baby i don't care yeah it's just crazy like to to want to go on spotify and listen to an artist's most recent album you have to scroll past 19 other yeah projects. it's wild yeah um it's tough to follow bowie but I have an amazing one. This you may know as the theme song for yep. the show Big Mouth on Netflix. Uh, I actually heard it shortly before that. I feel like 
came out maybe the year before that. It was also 2016. Yep. Same year as the tribe called quest. And I just uh, stumbled upon this album and listened to it. And Charles Bradley was a James Brown impersonator for a long time. And finally, like shortly before his death, similar, I mean, not exactly similar to David Bowie, but this was sort of like his magnum opus before he passed away. Um, and it's an incredible album and he's just got an incredible voice and it's just beautiful. Like the being someone else for your whole life. And then he finally like releases this work, which is like him as an artist, not pretending to be James Brown, not like, you know, cause you know, the whole time he was doing that, he probably had his own musical ambitions. And, uh, so this is just beautiful and just the vocal performance on changes. You can't beat it. This song came out in 2016. Yeah. Oh, That's, did you not know that? No, I was, I, I listened to it within the playlist and I was like, oh yeah. Like I love well, Big Mouth. Great song. I am blown away. Well, I, it's a cover of an Ozzy Osbourne song. I, I don't know if the original is Ozzy, but I, there's he, the, I knew it was like a standard, but I did not realize yeah. that that performance was done like so close to oh, the yeah. release of big that's insane yeah i know and it sounds like it could be from another time yeah and just like i mean i i used to love the ozzy osbourne one but just hearing him and like you just like feel the pain and the emotion in his voice when he's singing about this person that uh i loved her and i let her go and it's just beautiful it gives me chills when i listen to it yeah I, it's almost unfortunate that I associate it with Big Mouth uh, first and foremost. Yeah, because that's, hey, that's a great opening credit. It's a great know? opening credit. Probably should have been on my TV theme. Yeah, I was I was surprised when I heard it that you you hadn't put it on there, but too many choices. My next one might be cheating. I don't know. I feel like I always flaunt the rules on these, Luke, because um, it's also a first. Hey, first can be last. Yeah, uh, and this is an album that I truly, I remember going to buy the CD the day it came out. I was so excited for it. Yeah. And uh, you told me about it. I remember. Yeah. And um, I'm speaking of the self-titled project of them crooked vultures, which is of course a super group consisting of Dave Grohl, Josh Homme and John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. And That's this, who it, I, I, I knew it was Josh Homme, and I didn't remember who the other two were. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like, Dave Grohl just is on drums, and, like, I, I believe does a lot of guitar on this, too. But yeah. it's it's such a good project. And I've, I mean, I want more. Just, like, the Foo Fighters have obviously been in the news lately because of, uh, of Taylor Hawkins, like, tragic yeah. uh, passing away. But, um. I've been like revisiting this album, which is kind of why I went back to Queens of the Stone Age right. recently for my comfort album, because like I've been in that circle once again. Yeah. But this album is just, I mean, if this is all that ever comes out of them, Crooked Vultures, 10 out of 10, they nailed it. I yeah. chose the song New Fang, which I think is the single of the album. It's, it's hard to Super say. Super catchy. Yeah. But and, any song on that is incredible. I really like caligula and mind eraser no chaser and like there's just not a miss in the bunch i really like this album yeah that type of rock that like queens of the stone age and them kind of do like isn't always my favorite and 
they're in fact one of like the only bands who I'll listen to, like Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age, like the only bands of that type of rock that I really listen to. Um, and so I'm always like, I don't always appreciate it as much, but I listen through this playlist and um, the order's a little different than we're listing them, but this works perfect right after Charles Bradley because just this emotional like ballad. And then this song comes on, it's just like rock, like upbeat and it's catchy. And I was like, hell yeah, this is a great like palate cleanser song to just get you excited. So yeah, nice I, choice. I've talked about my struggle to find really, really good rock and roll because it is very, I think rare these days to find a really good album. And I mean, Queens of Stone Age and Foo Fighters obviously have had, decades long careers where they yeah well i was thinking about this that like i feel like there's a certain time in my life at least i think it's probably the same for you and some other people around our age where it's like you get into rock because it's just like it's like a statement and it's like oh yeah this is good the guitars are loud like this is great and then I feel like after a while, it does wear on you the way it did, like music styles change. And that yeah. wasn't the popular thing. But like there is still like, I mean, there's something to be said about just fuzzing out a guitar and just cranking, just banging on some drums. And so it's like there is really a true art to rock. And the, uh, the good I don't ones, want to disparage it. But. The good ones hold up. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I think it's just there's gems among uh, a bunch of not gems. Yeah, and <laughs> that's this... the that's an idiom, right? Yeah, and this is absolutely a gem. All right, my next one predictable is yeah, very predictable. And actually, I uh, well, it's in the aeroplane over the sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. They're yeah. my favorite band. Dance to in the aeroplane over the sea. The song at my wedding. And I was trying to pick a song from this because it's their second album, their last album. And actually, I have the 33 and a third book, which have I ever told you the story of when I found that? No. Do you know those books? Uh, here, hold on. I'm vamping. There's a visual element happening in the podcast. Luke's ran to his bookshelf and now he has sat back. Oh, wait, I can't hear you. Hold on. He's putting his headphones in. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So it's uh, by Kim Cooper, and they have these for a bunch of albums. It's like a series. Uh, okay. But we were at John King Books in Detroit and just like randomly went there. And I I feel like I didn't feel like going or something. I was like, whatever, I'll just go to the music section. And I look and – or no, I was in the music section upstairs. And then we came back downstairs right before we were about to leave. And I just randomly look on a shelf – and pull it out, and it's, like, my favorite album of all time. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I buy it. And I don't think I ever finished it. It was great, though. It, like, told their whole history, has, like, pictures and stuff. But I need to finish it because I don't know if I ever got the insight into why they did break up. But uh, they also had a reunion, and I got to see them uh, a couple times when they got back together. So it's like, it is the last album. They kind of had a reunion and they just gave it up because I, from what I understand, they just, you know, didn't want that life. They were artists, but they didn't really want the famous musician thing. And, um, so they left us with just two albums, but I, uh, picked my, I was trying to do like a cool deep cut and I was going to pick ghost, which is a great song. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the obvious banger, which is Holland 1945. Yeah. And uh, 
It's just the Neutral Milk Hotel sound I love. Acoustic guitar, fuzzed out, Scott Spillane blowing on the tuba. It's perfect. So my pick is a collab in a similar vein to, to my last one, although this duo put out a pair of albums that are both top tier to me. And I'm speaking of Broken Bells, which is the collaboration of The Shins' James Mercer and uh, Danger Mouse, the legendary producer on Gorillaz, Gnarls Barkley, a ton of other projects. Yeah. And their two albums that were in 2010 and 2014, I think really set the standard for like alternative rock, indie pop, like that kind of genre. And I, the song I chose was from After the Disco, their 2014 album, Control, which... I, to me, was like their big hit. It was the one I was definitely listening to at it's the time. It's so good. Yeah, the horns, dude. Mm-hmm. The the which that's a, such a like interesting touch because it's like, I feel like they kind of have like a funky uh, sort of rock sound. Like you get it with the shins, but it's kind of him going in a new direction. But then the horns come in, you're like, oh, this is cool. And I feel like that's a Danger Mouse touch. Yeah. Um, Well, and I've always really loved the shins and, like, the vocal performances that are on all those albums. And pairing it with Danger Mouse, who is just among the best producers. I mean, just incredible. incredible. Um, That's a collaboration. And, like, they've had a few singles in the last, I mean, a couple years ago. They'll probably do something else at some point. I hope so. I'd, I'd love for this song to have to be stricken from the record uh in this mm-hmm. playlist because i would love more broken bells every song yeah. they've done is great you know we saw them at the majestic when this album was out and really? it was a great show yeah and i actually forgot a lot of this one i know their first album really well but i should probably revisit this one because this song was better than i remembered yeah i think their first album was a lot more popular. I think this one kind of flew under the radar, but it's very good. Like it is no, it's not a sophomore slump at all. Like it is a very excellent, you know, continuation of their sound and evolution. It it rules. Uh, Before I move on to my last one, I do want to say the sound that broken bells does really well. I feel like there are a couple Lucius songs on the new album, Next to Normal and uh, Tears in Reverse, that kind of do a similar sound in that vein, which I did not expect from Lucius, and it works so well, and they like sort of blend it with their signature thing. But um, yeah, it made me think of Broken Bells when I hear it. Just cer- the certain like guitar sound or synth sound they use, like just really uh, is that sound that they did really well that track next to normal is my favorite from that album and i'm sure we'll get into it more but we will yeah next episode all right well my last one this is another one that was released right before an artist's death uh and i think is the one that hits me the hardest and the one that i feel like has had a really incredible legacy because uh, if you don't know any, or wait, I should probably say the name of the album. Uh, this is the album I'm New Here by Gil Scott Heron, which if you're not too familiar with him, he is a legend. Uh, Brian put one of his songs on a mix for me back in the day, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, which is a great song. He kind of 
pioneered rap uh, because he did this spoken word poetry just backed by like great rock and funk and soul music. And he's just a legendary uh, artist who's been around since the 70s. And then uh, he had a lot of issues with drug addiction and struggled with legal troubles. And after like a really rough period and um, doing some work, like he came back and made this last record and it's called I'm new here. And this, that's the song I picked the title track. And if you read the lyrics, like it was making me tear up because the chorus is no matter how far wrong you've gone, you can always turn around. And so like after that experience, he had to, get this new lease on life right before he passed to be like, I'm new here. And it's sort of like a great mindset to put yourself into of like, I'm new here. I have a lot to learn. I don't know everything. Um, I could put the past behind me and move forward, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's such an incredible album. Uh, Jamie XX did a remix of it because actually the producer who produced the original album was influenced by the XX's debut album. And so Jamie XX did We're New Here, where he did like remixes of all of it. And then in 2020, Micaiah McCraven did We're New Again, which was like another reimagining, like setting it to music. And that was awesome and made me sort of rediscover how great some of these songs are again. So yeah, all iterations of Gil Scott Heron's I'm New Here. Check them out. I would imagine more people probably know the the revolution will not be televised like yeah. spoken word lyric than any of his other music because that's been sampled so prominently. Yeah, and he's like super like legendary among musicians. Yeah, I feel like among rappers, like he's such a legend. Yeah, you know? yeah. So definitely worth revisiting all of his music or visiting it for the first time. I know I'm yeah. not super in depth with all of his stuff, but I'll have to. Dive I'm in. not either. I didn't actually. I haven't heard any of his early stuff in full. Just a couple songs. So I really want to do a discography detective deep dive on all his stuff i didn't know about that jamie xx project so that's been saved to my library for listening later yeah all right what is your final one which was the inspiration, the inspiration. for this whole shebang well i pointed out in the best song ever discord that i thought it was cool that all of jack white's albums were blue that is really cool uh because of course all of the white stripe albums were red and I we I, we were talking, looking. I go, wait a second, I'm gonna text you. And I prompt, I I brought this up, and I said, we gotta do the best last albums by a group, because yeah. I don't think anyone did it better than the White Stripes with Icky Thump. Because what a triumph of an album to create, and then just yeah, never make another project together again. I mean. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a, a Bush era classic, which is like the <laughs> funny thing because it's like I listen to this album a lot. I love Rag and Bone. I think I talked yeah. about that recently and Icky Thumb, but uh, it doesn't. It's not like dated at all. It's so great, but that will just always remind me of Bush era because it's like that's why he's clearly commenting on like the immigrant line because of the stuff that they were trying to do that yeah. Trump then 
tried to do again years later. Well, and I, I think like I chose Icky Thump as the song because I, it is the best song oh, on the album. Incredible, and it's the just guitar solo. Well, just the way to start it, like right the al- yeah. you you turn the album on and it's just this like screeching guitar. Jack White's like such a talented guitar player that it just. I don't think anything he's done since has necessarily hit just right like this did. No. Um, I still respect him a lot, and I still think all of his stuff is worth listening to. There's good songs on him. Like, I still listen to him. It's just not my style of rock like we talked about. uh, A quick review of of his new album. What was it called? Something at Dawn? Oh, so, I thought I knew, and then you said that, no, and I was see, like, now I, I know, know nothing. Now I don't know. I Shit. literally know nothing. Who am I? Fear of the <laughs> Dawn. Uh, I thought this album was really starting strong. I thought the first two tracks ruled. Uh, was Heidi Heidi Ho one of those? Uh, No. Oh. But that was really good. Song. I did like yeah. that. And then I thought the last half of it kind of veered off course for me. Mm. Um, yeah. I... And like looking, looking at just like the plays on Spotify. I know that's not always indicative of like quality, but uh, the first two songs and then "Heidi Ho" are far and above the others. I don't know if those are yeah. singles or not, but um, but what you were saying about like Icky Thump and just being like really special, and you don't know if he's sort of captured that since then. And I mean, obviously, he's not with Meg. There's number one. Oh, and um. What I was so, going to say is, the whole time I was listening to the new album, I thought the drums were mixed too low. Yeah, uh, you missed Meg. Yeah, and I was like, I, this wouldn't have been a problem if they were, the White Stripes were still together. Um, right. But that album. But again, I think she's like Nutramilk Hotel and like didn't want the hassle of all that and oh, wants yeah. to lead a normal life. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I'm sure that based on the amount of music they put out, Neither of them would have to do anything for the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah. They were huge. Um, Seven um, Nation Army has over a billion streams. Yeah. Well, That's you know why? Because it's a big sports song. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar with the sports with game. The sports. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course you are, you fucking <laughs> sportser. Um, Best song ever. The only podcast where jocks get bullied. <laughs> yes. And I am not a jock. I'd like to make that very clear. <laughs> you are definitely not. Um. But no, Icky Thump is a really special album and a great last project. And I feel like that's something that's really cool that music captures. But it's also, I feel like, just a lot of art and media in general. Just when you're capturing a moment and, uh, like, you don't know if this is going to be the one that's that goes on and lives forever and is, like, super special or if it's... You know, one that's sort of forgotten, and maybe some people super love it, but, um, and so sometimes bands just will capture that sort of like special moment, and then that same artist that you loved will go on and do stuff that you're like, man, I don't, I don't really like it. Uh, yeah. sort of same thing happened with Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Like, I loved that band, and then, um, you know, the members left, and he started kept doing stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is okay. But he had um, no Magnetic Zeros. He had no magnetic zeros, so it's like you know the whole. You need a positive and a negative with the magnets uh, to stick together, and they didn't have that, so it threw the whole thing off. But no, he still does some stuff, and he's he's some of it's pretty good. I, but that, just, that was such a blast from the past because like home yeah. was such a huge song once right. upon a time, and like I hadn't thought about Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Oh, and I like loved ages. their album after that too. Yeah, because we saw them at Bonnaroo, but it was just sometimes there's like 
a certain era that they capture that's just like really special and just like lives I- I there forever and in your mind and yeah that's icky thump for sure absolutely well luke i think we did a pretty good playlist oh, nailed it i love this playlist maybe one of the best ones we've ever made yeah it could be so that was our last best last album. So why don't we move on to the first of our music that we've been loving in Touts. Touts. Luke, I, uh, I'm pretty late this week because of one of the ones you're going to tout momentarily really dominated my listening. Yeah. But two albums I really, really enjoyed uh, that came out last week. Vince Staples with Ramona Park broke my heart. Uh, as predicted, this album rules. It's incredible. It, I think I, I like it more than the one last year. I, I agree. I think it's a yeah, refinement it's of solid. his sound. It's really good. I've like been spending time over and over again. For some reason, my Spotify on my phone kept not updating like what i was listening to so i'd get in the car and like this would play again never mad about it always excited yeah no i've been going back to that one a lot too yeah and pup the unraveling of pup the band they're killing it i just i love pup they every album's good and this one yeah might be the best i loved the song title oh man what was it it was (laughs) um something about pop the band ink no i like that it starts with four chords uh oh, and yeah, then four chords, four part chords part two five chords like yeah. that made me laugh um <laughs> they're super funny and you know their first song that i heard was like kind of a meta thing about the singer uh the one about them being on tour where it's all about him like hating his band members and so those four chords ones i feel like are him doing that where it's like yeah. kind of meta talking about how much he hates his band members at times, but loves them and keeps going. My, my new project. And I don't know how I'm gonna, long I'm going to do this. Cause it's going to be very difficult, but every day I'm going to put my favorite song to listen to that day into a playlist. Uh, and oh, nice. it like right now it's already like, it's, it's got Taylor Swift. It's got pup. It's got Lucius. It's got a tribe called quest. It like, it's, it's yeah. very minimal so far, Good but mix. like, they're all good. So, like, this might be yeah. the best variety playlist I ever make. But nice. uh, Robot Writes a Love Song is... So good. Is, yeah, that's the one I chose, and it's great. All right. Of course, the album in question. I shouted it out last week, and it's a band I love. I saw the singers perform with Roger Waters, and this, I believe, is their best album yet. This is Lucius with the album Second Nature. And I listened to pretty much nothing else this weekend. Would work in a little Vince Staples, but this is incredible. And when I first knew them, they were a little more, I would have likened them to like Sylvan Esso, like indie rock, a little bit of like folky country influence occasionally, just great harmonies. That's like what I knew them for. And then this album, they're like bringing like disco. They're bringing some like, like I said, some like that big, uh, fuzzed out guitar like broken bells or uh like even jackie white a little but then like their amazing harmonies throughout it and i love listening to it in the spatialized stereo in my airpods so you can hear all the vocal tracks just all around you and it's it's incredible i actually like it's so strong on the first half then halfway through you get the song which is the jam of all jams 
dance around it with Brandy Carlisle yes. and Cheryl Crow. It's so good. What and a then, great pair to like feature on a song. Uh, incredible. And it like makes sense with their sound. Like I wouldn't have thought that for them. Like, yeah, you know what? I could see them like, you know, being fans of them. Um, and then uh, the second half is also amazing. And track eight and nine, LSD and Tears in Reverse, uh, incredible. So this is currently in my number one spot. Wow. Yeah, it's it's in my top it's 10. It's my album of the year currently. I, so we'll see if it stays there. It's it's so hard because, like, there's such recency bias when I, like, am trying to do these lists. Yeah. And you do need to give yourself a little time and revisit. But, like, I can't wait to revisit this in the summer. This is yeah. going to be a very good uh, Hot so good. Days Cold Beer album. Um, And we should hear a song from it next week and also i did a resequence of it because that's the true mark of an album i love and it's mainly because i feel like tears and reverses would be such an epic closer so that's what i did and i shuffled some of the other ones around and this one was super easy because there's only 10 songs i did like the big thief one last time and that's 20 songs so this one i did in like two minutes so i was like yeah that could go there oh that's fun (laughs) and uh i think it's good so i'll share that in the discord yeah Um, i want to listen to it yeah but i gotta talk about my other touts because today was the first day that i have even had the chance to like think about listening to music uh this week so i uh just had some stuff playing while i was working all day and listen to a lot of good stuff. So another great one that came out uh, last Friday, Billy Woods with Atheops, uh, which, Kev, we talked about Arm and & Hammer and how, like, sometimes the that type of hip-hop, like, di- doesn't always hit hard with us because of, like, the subtlety or the vintage samples and, like, not a super, like, hard drum beat all the time. Yeah. But this Billy Woods one, it's it's really incredible and it's growing on me. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. And his writing is so interesting and unique. His flows are such an interesting like meter and the production is really great. And there may be an interview in the works. So watch out for that. I I haven't listened to this yet. I've added it. I see the LP is featured on a song though. And I'm very intrigued. Oh yeah. LPs on it. There's some great features. Uh, and he's he's one of the best rappers out, I feel like, in this indie space, too. And he's got a really unique sound. Uh, but I interviewed him five years ago, and I feel like I've just seen him rising and showing up on more things. So I'm happy to see it. Um, Another great project that is, uh, like, hip-hop adjacent i would say but it's also like poetry is k tempest i just shared this in the discord today the line is a curve and i heard k's first album years ago and hadn't kept up with them and they're like an award-winning poet and this features uh this album has features from liana lahavis and kevin abstract and it's just great like I mean, it is rap because there are some flows where I'm like, that's sweet. But then there's sometimes where it feels a little more like poetry. And there's one, the song smoking almost sounds like a recording of them just like freestyling. It sounds like it's at a restaurant or somewhere out in the world. And uh, then like they put a beat under it and then another rapper comes and does a verse. It's really cool. 
So check that one out for sure. Then a great debut album from a great new band, Wet Leg, with the album Wet Leg. And uh, they're super fun. I would liken it to Yeah Yeah Yeah's meets Parquet Courts. It's it's great. You've probably heard Shay's Lounge. That was a very popular song that came out end of last year. And it's been... It's been a jam of mine for a little while. I I've um, missed all these, and I'm just like checking boxes off and adding these to my yeah. uh, to my library. So I've just got homework to do now. Yeah, I just caught up on some of these today. Uh, then Brian shared in the Discord a great rock band too, like some good power pop. They're an Australian band called Romero with Turn It On. They had like a cool font on the album cover, so I'm like, I'm in. And I listened, and just great catchy rocky power pop songs. Ooh. Uh, a great recommendation from you, Nigo with I Know Nigo. Yes. Uh, insane features. Tyler, the creator, ASAP Rocky, yes. Clips. Uh, I, there's a bunch more I'm forgetting, but that's incredible. And he's a great producer, Nigo. Yeah. I was, uh, he's like a streetwear designer. Yeah. Too. He's, I he's, I, really I think cool. you said he's a multi hyphenate, and like that's really, oh, it. yes, yes. Uh, that, that last Tyler the Creator song might be my song of the year so far. I don't know if I even got oh, that because so I didn't good. finish it. So maybe I should just skip ahead to that one. But the first Tyler the Creator one was awesome. I, it's, it is, it's very much like the Tyler the Creator like genre that I love Tyler to do. Yeah. So it's, it's just nice. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, this is not a new one. It came up after I was listening to K Tempest. Sampa the Great with The Return, which Brian played this artist on the podcast like years ago when you were but a listener, Kevin. Yeah, the and, name's familiar. Yeah, and I was like, this is awesome. And then I don't know why I slept on this album. The song Final Form, You should. that's the first thing you should listen to, Kevin. Just cue up Sampa the Great, Final Form, because that song is incredible i i um, always like to go look at my uh at my spotify library because that is how i remember anything and i had birds and the b9 bees saved uh yeah and that album was really good so i yeah. have not listened to anything since so another album added Check to the out. list well as i teased my comfort album comes from the great late richard swift uh, this is one of his earlier albums from 2007 called Dressed Up for the Letdown, which, come on, that title. Let's just appreciate that for a second. Dressed Up for the Letdown. Great. Very good. Um, and it's a great album cover with him dressed up with like a balloon, I think. And this has that kind of like Beatles-y with some like ragtime piano. He would just do like really interesting, varied stuff from song to song and just great songwriting, great pro- uh, great production and he was a one-of-a-kind talent and uh left behind some amazing works and so please anytime i can tell people to listen to richard swift uh my comfort album was something that i kind of explored for for our topic today and i thought you know what like i don't know that this is their last album it only came out two years ago i feel like they might still be active but that is Bombay Bicycle Club, and I am choosing their classic hit. I had the blues, but I shook them loose. Oh, I've heard that one. Yeah, that album rules. Um, and they just did, I think, a, a live like release of it that's really good. Oh, nice. I, I'm very picky about live releases, but that one's very good. So that's just like such a good 
like late mid two thousands indie rock album in like the same vein as Broken Bells. So yeah. I I do highly recommend diving into that one. And maybe you know what Duel the uh, the first Broken Bells that's also just super good. Like I've already yeah. talked about it once. There you go. So both of them, bam. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to have two, but sure. Yeah, you know what? With the comfort albums, buddy. I know one of the guys that's on the podcast. Let me talk to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Luke, can I have two, two comfort albums? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, you thank you. Have. All right. Well, why don't we move on to the music that's coming out this week we're excited for in Shouts. <laughs> All right. First up, Shouts to Kurt Vile. Love me some KV. And the singles from this have been amazing. The album cover's awesome. I think those are his daughters with him, and he's got on some, like, werewolf mask or something in the woods. Beautiful cover. Um, And then we got Lake Haley 47 with Shape Up. I'm excited for this. Are you, from the name, I don't know if it rings the bell, but are you familiar with Lake Haley 47? No, I don't know. I am unfamiliar with any of them. I haven't seen 1 through 46. 1 through 46. No, but what's cool is uh, they don't show their face. And uh, similar to Billy Woods, which is something I talked about with him when I interviewed him back in the day and probably will again, but like it, the last album, she had like a ski mask on this one's just like blurred. So hiding identity, mysterious artist, it's always cool. It's like that country artist who's really big right now that I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten into him, but I like the persona. Oh, He's good, and actually, he has a new album out. This isn't a full tout, because I haven't listened yet, but I do want to check that out. But, yeah, it's a similar persona, but you might know the song Money. I got money. Oh, definitely yeah. heard it inside. Okay. It's so good. So, I'm excited, because this is the follow-up. So, shape up. Check that out. Um, then we got Wunderbar, which is a great rock band I played. Wonderful. Wunderbar. Um, yeah, German for wonderful. Very good. And... Um, Although they spell it with a V. I don't know if that's the right way to spell it, but who's to say? I don't know. Who's to say? not me. No one knows. Uh, but they got Devil for the Fire. Uh, they were a good band I played a couple years ago. And so I always check out whatever they got coming out. Then Boz, good rapper, shows up on a bunch of stuff with Bump, Pick Me Up. There's like two different instructions there. You want me to bump and also pick you up? Okay. I'll do it, but you're heavy. <laughs> what you got, Kev? Uh, I have two great follow-up albums. Uh, Salt. That's Salt with a U. Yes. With Air. Uh, I think I first heard about Salt on the podcast from, again, when I was but a listener. Yeah. And I also heard of them from Brian. Very, uh, very good group. Always good for their stuff. And then Jerry Paper, a really great rapper who I've been a fan of for a couple albums now. And uh, the new album is Free Time, so I'm excited to check that out. He's okay, but I think Jerry Scissors beats him. Fuck! <laughs> Surprised I never thought of that joke before. I've, I've heard of Jerry Paper before. You know, sometimes you just got to be put on the spot to do something terrible. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was a beaut, if I've ever heard of one. And hey, speaking of buttes... There's three of them that are our daddies. We're Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetantpodcast.com or head over to 
the physical building. I hear they have a beautiful new building that our friend texted us, and they've got a lot of live shows going on, improv shows, so go check that out. Um, And then our third daddy, offshelf.net. Go over, check out interviews, uh, other stuff. Hip-hop column from Brian, my cousin, called Bar None. Uh, Obenauer just put up a interview with Joy Guidry, so you can go check that out. That was a good interview and had some some interesting insights, so check that out. And that's going to do it for Wait. us this week. I, I just I forgot to say this. Um, oh. I want to give you props, you and Joe, for the Batman Batminisode. Oh yes, uh, you finally I finally saw, saw Batman, so I got to listen to yeah. it, and I boy makes me really worried that you guys did such a good job uh, without me. But <laughs> I think we should discuss uh, something in the way at one point because that song has now like exploded in popularity once again. And that's interesting. I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. I walk around hey. my house all broody. And uh, <laughs> that was just the one musical note I wanted to get in the podcast this week. You're a broody duty with an attitude. Yes. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye to you. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. I'm Orville Peck. Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. The jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth whatever. It's best song ever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.